What is going on, everyone? This is Apachima coming to you again with another daily podcast with Rafi Hosseini. This is episode 12 of the Forgettables podcast. Thank you for joining. Uh, the Yesterday when I posted this, I was just going through some of the stats and I was surprised because I haven't pushed this anywhere. Uh, I think Rafi, maybe you shared it with one person. Uh, in fact, like someone asked me uh, on in a group chat, like, hey, I know you're a part of like a lot of podcasts. Like what, how many podcasts are you even a part of? And I was like, six. And they're like, oh dude, what are they? Like, I just know Abdulmanans and the podcast Kings. I was like, and I listed them out and I, I like listed them out. And then I told them like the forgettables. I was like, don't look this up. It's a daily podcast. <laughs> and so, and that I don't know, the moment they went and looked it up. Yeah, maybe that. And then we got some listeners in India too. So if you're listening from India, shout out to you. I don't know how you found this. And I was telling Ruffy is they probably think we're some kind of band. <laughs> so they're probably yeah, listening yeah. to it, thinking like the forgettable is going to be like a sick song. And then they get to it and it's just us talking. They're like, oh, this is a pretty big intro for a band. When is the song going to start? Yeah. But yeah, man, today I wanted to talk about one of the characteristics you find in good leaders, and that is optimism, right? optimism in two respects i want to talk about being optimistic when you're setting goals other in other words being ambitious uh, and number two uh being optimistic when you don't reach those goals right like understanding that when you set these ambitious goals a lot of times you won't reach them how do you stay optimistic in that situation so roughly i'm gonna hand it over to you now um what are some best practices or what are your thoughts on setting goals and how do you go about setting goals in your, uh, at work and even for your podcast and other things that you're working on? All right. Just a disclaimer, do not look up to me for setting goals. I'm feeling at it, but at the same time, I'm okay. Time out, time out. Okay. Let's take a step back. How do you set goals? How do you set fitness goals? Right. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say that it's the first step. I think from my experience that, you're going to fail at it, right? And I, and for me, there's certain things in my life that I've set goals for. There's certain things in my life right now that I'm trying to set goals for, but I'm struggling with it, right? So to answer your question for fitness, it all started off with, I had this goal of like getting married. So I had a time period and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get what I want in this time period. I'm going to put in the work. It was like a month on month basis. And at that point, I was just focused on getting in shape and losing weight. And I wasn't even worried much about like, you know, weightlifting or like diet or whatever. You know, it was just like subconsciously focusing on like the smaller goals, which is starting to eat a little bit cleaner, cutting out sugar, incorporating more cardio, the small goals. And eventually three months, four months passed. And that played a huge role into like how my body looked. And I was down like 20 pounds. And I'm like, if I'm able to do this subconsciously, you know, subconsciously have small goals, which I'm not even like um, measuring what would happen if I actually put in the effort and measure and make my goals. And then beyond that, I was like, okay, uh, I was, uh, I had, I think I was like 170 back when I got married, uh, 2018, August, uh, summer. And then I had a goal of like losing another 20, 30 pounds. And I was like, you know what, that's going to be my goal. And from there, I'm going to switch into maintenance or whatever it is and alhamdulillah over the over the time span of a year year and a half 
I was able to achieve that with, with getting my body changed, building some muscle. And now I'm at a place where it's really, really, if I want to achieve a goal, I change my routine. I track it in a smaller basis. But if I don't want to, then I just do what I'm already doing because I already know what got me to this point and I can maintain my weight. So now with fitness, I sort of have it figured out. Now with this podcast, right? When I started off, there were it was just starting off. We talked about this in previous episode as well. I just started off. There were not really any goals. But as we progressed through it, I started building goals. You know what? I'm like, okay, first season, I want to have this many episodes. Second season, I want to have this many episodes. I've already started booking guests like in the month of March and coming in. I was like, this is the guest that I want. This is the guest that I want. So there's certain goals for certain topics with certain dates that I'm trying to achieve. And I'm tracking it by, you know, reaching out to multiple people and making sure that they get back to me. If they don't get back to me, I follow up with them. Just the process of like following up and getting back. And that way I'm achieving my podcast goals. You know, I have a, a set deadline every week for breaking up the content for my Instagram posts, uh, giving it to Asad for, I work on the timestamps and I just give it to him for just for the editing and cutting. That's all he does. And he has the intro and the outro and the music. So there's are like certain, certain weekly goals that I have that I'm able to achieve because again, the, the idea is it's all small goal. You know, there is no... I, I, I think that personally, there's no way or there's nobody, even like Gary Vee or any of these big entrepreneurs that we listen to, I don't think anyone like suddenly goes like, hey, I have this big goal. I'm just going to like straight jump to it. You know, they all break it down to smaller goals. So you're able to achieve it. So I think with my personal experience with fitness and now with podcasts and we with currently me like going through my education for my personal training and my master's. You need to have small, small goals. You need to break down every single thing into small, achievable goals. Now, this is depending on how your day is. And I think, Chima, you can relate to this because I think you're more of a day-to-day goal person and I'm more of a week-to-week person. So it's very important to break down small goals. And you will see that the more you break it down, the more simplified it gets and the more easier it gets for you to achieve those goals. Yeah. So Ruffy, you touched on like the personal aspect of it and setting personal goals. I'm not going to talk about that because I don't think I'm a good example of setting personal goals. The Amazon executive professional goals. No, I'm going to talk about like setting team goals. Hmm. And if you are a leader, how do you find out what goals to set? And then what do you do to actually make sure that we are achieving those goals? And so my mentality has always been your role as the leader is to set a goal where your team thinks you're crazy at first. Like if, if they don't think you're there, you're crazy and they think it's achievable, uh, that means you're not setting an ambitious enough goal. So I'll give you an example. We have this newsletter that uh, we started. And in the beginning, I was really pushing. I was like, hey, let's just try to get to 30 subscribers. Our first week, we kind of doubled that goal. And then the second week, we, like, we only got like four or five more subscribers. So we had a meeting. And I was like, look, guys, we need to set another goal because like we already passed our goal. Like we got to figure out what, what we're going for. And they were like, let's let's do 100. I was like, guys, we set a target for 30. Uh, now we're at 70 and getting to 100 is only 30 more. Like that's not a, a tough target to achieve. You know what I mean? Like I was like, if you guys want to talk about this? Let's do 250 at least. You know what I mean? And so they're like, dude, what are you crazy? Like th- this is so much effort trying to get 70 people. 
I was like, guys, like, are, are you in or are you out? Like, we're doing 250, you know what I mean? So I believe you have to set a goal that is ambitious enough where the team thinks you're crazy at first, and then you have to rally them around that cause. So like at work, uh, our site, in 2019 was the bottom of the network for pretty much every metric. And we came out in like Q1 of the next year of 2020, we were like, we want to be top 10 in these four or five metrics. And everyone was like, dude, this is not possible. But what we did is we set that target. And then we said, this is how we're going to get there. Step one, step two, step three, we broke it down. This is what we're going to do. And this is exactly how we're going to get there. Lo and behold, Right now, last week, we were like top four, like we're fourth in the network for one of the metrics, third in the network for another one of the metrics, seventh in the network for another one of the metrics. Like we like achieved that target we set. Now, sometimes you set these targets and you don't achieve them. So like, for example, I set some targets for peak with my team that we weren't able to achieve. And what happened is even though we didn't achieve them, it was because my targets were way too high. And we still had those stories of massive success and massive improvement. And we can still rally your team on the, hey, look how much we improved. And we, if we just kept going, I think we would have gotten to those goals. And I think that if you look at Elon Musk, he's a great example of this, right? He'll promise like, we're going to have self-driving cars that are your taxi, you know, like that. He'll make these grand promises. And his team says like, no one thinks it's possible. No one, like they know that we cannot do this, what he's saying in three years. And it's not even like, there's no way it can happen. But what happens after those three years is like, you realize you actually came 60% of the way, which is way further than you, than you thought you would have came. So uh, number one is being optimistic and believing in yourself enough to set targets that other people may think are not achievable, right? Like set your goals so high that like people think you're a little bit crazy. Number two is that, when you don't achieve them, understand that you came way further than everyone else came anyway. You know what I mean? Like, understand that, like, look, I set this target that was unachievable to, unachievable to begin with. It was an insane goal. But look at where that got me. I'm 80% of the way there, which is way further than all you suckers that are hating on me uh, got. You know what I mean? So those are my two key takeaways for you know, team goals and, and really aligning a team uh, towards those goals. Like Ruffy, you saw, like we did the Falcon notes thing and we kind of fell off because we didn't have the proper structure in place. But I think when we try to get back on target, like the, the key is to set these goals where it's crazy enough where you're like, man, this is not going to happen. But then when you see a little bit happening, it's like, okay, this is actually possible. Right. And then that gets people so motivated. Like you look at fitness, you target 20 pounds and then you're thinking like, okay, 20 pounds is a stretch goal. I don't know if I can, I'm ever going to get there or whatever. And you see that one, two, three pounds. You're like, okay, I can do 20. And that's when you see like the most progress, like people go after it. You know, you don't have to keep motivating them. They're just like, boom, I'm gonna get it now. So those are just the things that I wanted to share. Uh, anything else? Any thoughts, Ruffy? Anything funny happened today? Anything, uh, any, any lessons today? Uh, well, I mean, it's a good, uh, since we're on the topic of, of leadership, uh, uh, Asad Hirani, uh, I, I think, you know, he's a scholar. He was there and he was talking about the leadership aspect of, 
and the, from the perspective of the, the messenger of Allah, Prophet Muhammad, and he was talking like he gave a lot of points, but I'll touch on the few key ones that uh, that stood out to me. One of them was the fact that you cannot ask of your team something that you would not do. For example, if you're going to ask your team to work 45 hours a week, and you yourself have to put in 55 hours a week. You know, that was one of the biggest things that he said, you know, it's because a lot of times we'll see, I mean, me being a nonprofit, it's a whole different uh, aspect, but even corporate, you'll see a lot of leaders like, you know, work their employees like slaves, you know, they'll like grind them like eight hours, 12 hours, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, they're doing the bare minimum of like eight hours, six hours, whatever, and relaxing. So I think, so as a leadership perspective, that's very, when someone's going to look at his leader, be like, hey, you're not doing it. You know, you're not putting that much effort, then why are you asking me? But then it's the, the I mean, there's, they're in that circle where they can't really do much about it, but they're just, they're doing that. But at the end of the day, they have this hard feeling against their employer or their, or their supervisor that grows. Number two was, I think a lot of times, what people fail to realize is using a really, really good like leadership, a, a really good leader is the one who uses every individual for their, for their talent. You know, there's, you cannot group every single person in the same category, you know, in the same uh, speed level, in the same thing. Of course, people train, people learn, people get better. But when initially you hire someone, initially you're putting someone through a process or like giving them tasks, you cannot give two, same, two people the same tasks when they're in different stages of, you know, uh, uh, different stages of the organization. So having the knowledge or having the niche for understanding what an individual's talent is and incorporating those resources, those tools for them to work on it is really empowering. And that's, you know, you will see a lot of growth and productivity as well. So there's like some of the two points that that stuck with me out of actually many points stuck with me, but due to that, I don't remember right now. Yeah, that's a good share, man. I think you look at, the, for me, at least personally, the leaders that have had the most impact on, on my uh, development have been the ones that understand uh, and really take the time to you know, analyze and figure out what my strengths are and where my opportunities are. And then they put me in a position to amplify my strengths. And then they coach me through the things that I need to work on. Right. And so really, I think a lot of times people, when you're in the self-development phase, you're really focused on your weaknesses. I think what's more important than focusing on your weaknesses is like figure out what your strengths are and just double down on those, right? You will get much further than like, you, if you put 20% effort in your, one of your strengths, it'll get you further than if you put 20% effort in one of your weaknesses. You know what I mean? So um, just double down on your strengths and the good leaders are the ones that instead of looking at your faults, and the things that you're shortcoming on, they look at those things that you're doing well, and they amplify that. They push you to keep doing that. So that's just one thing that I wanted to touch on. But anything else you want to cover? No, man. That was it. Uh, any stories? For, you have any stories before you want to finish it off? I know you're in a rush, so we'll save that for tomorrow. But uh, yeah, man, it was a good day. Uh, yeah, for the man. audience that's listening, yeah, for the audience that's listening, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for following us along in this journey and thank you for uh finding this podcast yeah whatever you did to find this you got to share with us if you're listening 
and you li- if you heard this, email me. Ruffy, what's the email you have for your thing? 2325.fit at gmail.com. That's so confusing. Um, just email number. me. Just email, no, 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 just email no, no, no. Don't email Ruffy. Don't email Ruffy. Re- email me at ahmed, A-H-M-E-D, at 2325.com. That's all letters. Oh, yeah. T-W-O, T-H-R-E-E, T-W-O, F-I-V-E.com. So don't I have one as well at 2325? Dude, you don't use it. So don't, don't bother emailing Rafi. Uh, email me and let me know how you came across this. I'm really interested to see. Uh, and, and maybe we might have some uh, prizes or surprises for you if you do email. So And let him also know that like if you found it and when you listen to the first episode, what stood out to you that you wanted to listen to maybe the other episode, you know? Yeah, like uh, this episode in particular on the on the whole podcast, like why do you like it? How do you find it? And what do you want from this podcast, if anything? Yeah, if you don't want to go through all that, like you don't have to write a full essay. But I think the main thing that I want to get out of this is like this episode in particular. How did you come across it? Were you following along from the journey? Like, did you know us? Like, how did you come across this podcast? Because I know for a fact that we don't push this. So. I'm interested to see how you found it. So if you guys are listening, shoot me an email. I'll put it in the show notes as well so you guys don't uh, miss it. But thank you for listening, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Yep, thank you.